And we are back. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs. This is Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sa, dude. Sa, dude. What's up, Fat Packers and Fat Packerettes? You guys uh, dubbed yourself. Well, I, well I, you didn't dub yourself. It was a vote. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Did you see it? No, I did not see it on so, Twitter. So um, this is what I did. I put it up on Twitter, and I said, I said, you guys name yourselves. All right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I, Fat Packians. All right. Was, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I kinda like, like that. that. Uh, fat Packers. Okay. Uh, fat Packatonians. Fat pack, all right. And my personal favorite, which it did win, but Fat Packanese. Fat uh, Packanese? Yeah. That didn't win. Uh, what, what did win was Fat Packers. Fat Packers. All right. So, you have uh, dubbed yourself the Fat Packers, which is fine. So, uh, Fat Packers and Fat Packerettes. Thanks for tuning in this week. <laughs> I'm That's glad awesome. you're here. I like that. You like that? I like that. So now we need to hear from you, Fat Packers. Yeah. In our mailbag. In our mailbag. Uh, I love doing the mailbag. We didn't do it this week. Um, I feel like maybe we've done it back to back too close together. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if we can do too much mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know, man. I like it. We just create a mailbag right now. Get on Periscope and <laughs> there you go. do a mailbag, a live mailbag. Live mailbag. I don't know. Are people up? Well, this isn't quite as early as we it's normally not, do it. So. Yeah, it's not as early, but uh, it's, it's a little bit early. So uh, let's lay out the show today. we got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, we have a uh, sports artist, sketch artist. Yes. Uh, to jo- Joining us on the phone a little later, B.C. Hepner, Bob Hepner. He, this guy's uh, he's something else, man. He's, he was a fun fun interview. He, but talented, man. Totally very talented. talented. Yeah, very talented. Uh, just go to Google and check out B.C. Hepner. Uh, B.C. Hepner Art, you know, B, just or as he says, go to you know B.C. Hepner Marvel, B.C. Hepner Tops, yeah. uh, and check out his stuff, man. He, he was uh, very entertaining, very fun. Um, former, well, not I, I, I always say former. He's a Gulf War vet. Yes, he is. From the uh, so that might have a little something to do with the quirkiness. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. The, I remember uh, I had a drill sergeant in AIT who was part of the first first Gulf War, and. Uh, <laughs> He was a, he was a little off, like a little off, okay. like a he was probably more than a little off. He was a lot off, <laughs> and I remember being part of a conversation and somebody asked him, you know, did did, did that happen in the first Gulf War? And he said, I don't know. They're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> the war, <or> him. <laughs> yeah. It was uh oh god, his name was uh Drill Sergeant Green, ah, and he was uh I went to AIT at the same time. That the DC sniper sniper thing was happening. Oh, dude, let's not even talk about that, man. I that know. was scary. Yes, it was scary. It was scary because we were dude well, were shooting up at my gas station. My gas station. That's your gas station. That was my gas station. That was my shopping center, dude. I I lived it in fear, oh. man. I did too because I was right there. So, uh, but he one day like one day, Joe Sergeant Green was out there like trying to like sniping us, like picking us off with his fingers, uh. and that we were like. Yeah, doesn't sound right. This is, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. You didn't cross him very much, did you? No, no. no. no we, we tried to stay far away from him uh, as we could. The one thing about, I'm going to turn this into a veteran show evidently, but one thing, <laughs> one thing about uh, AIT drill sergeants, there's a stark difference between AIT drill sergeants and, and drill sergeants, you know, basic training drill sergeants. Okay. Um, they're a little more lenient. Oh, okay. A little because at that point in the time you've already you've done your basic training. Now you're there for jo- your job training. It's a so it's a little it's a little 
laxed environment, a little more laxed environment. But uh, this guy, he he wasn't having that. He was. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He was full tilt drill sergeant Pedal all the way. The yeah, it was worse than the reservist drill sergeant. Like sometimes they would bring in reservist drill sergeants to get their two weeks of year out, and they were horrible. But he was worse than them. Wow, it, it was all bad. Okay, so uh, moving on. Moving on. We need to talk about uh, what's going on in the show. Finish that up. So BC happening later. Then we got a lot of topics to cover. Uh, we want to talk Floyd Mayweather autos and Conor McGregor the fight. Yes. Uh, the. Sh- is really the circus is what it's going to be. Um, Speaking of circus, mm-hmm. we could probably talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Ball. Mr. Ball, yeah. He, yeah, we can talk a little, little bit about that circus. A little NBA draft going on tonight. This is the morning of the NBA draft. Um, this is the most hype that I remember around an NBA draft in a while. It's crazy, man. Like all the names being yeah. possible trades and this and that and all this other stuff. So that's going to be cool, man. We are, And we're talking a lot of cards today. Man. A lot of cards. I like this, sh- I like this show. Uh, we got to talk about the kid from Los Angeles, uh, Cody Bellinger. Yes. As you corrected me, I was saying Budinger. I, I was thinking I was still, yeah. in, still in Seattle thinking about the Bud, but uh, <laughs> it's actually Bellinger. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about Cody. Uh, Aaron Judge prices just freaking through the roof. I don't even know if we have to talk about him. We'll just go Aaron Judge. They're like, all right, we got it. Yeah, that's like, I don't know, 15 points on the ratings, right? You exactly. Just, <laughs> just mention Aaron Judge. Spike. Uh, uh, NBA draft, as we mentioned, then that Mike Trout. Uh, going fishing again. Going fishing. This one actually has some bids on it, though. It does. It uh, does. Unlike that other one that's still up for, you know, like a, like a kidney or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just, so we're talking all that. But first, before we get into this lovely show, we got to talk uh, product, new products and pricing. All right, man. So we've got a, it's a light week. A couple of products got pushed back uh, this week. So what we had uh, yesterday, since this is Thursday, yesterday Wednesday is six twenty one. We had uh, Topps Museum uh, for baseball came out, and that you know I love museum cards. I don't know how you feel about them, but I like the the quality and the thickness, and it's just fantastic. So uh, basic setup: uh, you're gonna get your four hits, your one on card autograph, one auto relic, one quad relic, and one uh, regular relic or prime relic. Um, with possibilities of getting autographs and more um, throughout that. They run about $200 a box, which is pretty typical for that product. Go check it out, man. I like I like it this year. Um, and then we got a um, little shout-out to Doctor Who. Doctor uh-huh. Who's Signature Series is out. This is a good set, actually. Yeah, Topps put out this set. Um, looks fantastic. Four autos per box. Mm-hmm. Boxes are only like $85, $90. Sure. So you hit one of those you know, those, those uh, main characters, or even one of the mid-characters, you're going to be right there right. at your box cost. So that's that's pretty cool, man. Doctor Who, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, that's, all, that's all I have. That's that's all you got? I got two, So, but go ahead. I was going to say, Doctor Who is probably my favorite product that Matt and I break on a like on a yearly basis. There's usually two or three a year. Uh-huh. It's probably my favorite product to break that I know. I don't watch the show. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know that the fandom for that show is is massive, and you know we're we've hit more. I've hit personally more hit, hit more one on ones out of that stuff than any other product that we break here. That's awesome. It's a it's a fun. I think James Corden, James Gordon, Corden, one of the Jameses has <laughs> yes uh, has autographs in this. He's the the host of the Late Late Show. He's oh, okay. he, he does that uh, carpool karaoke. Gotcha. So he's got autographs in this, and then you have all the doctors. You know, the everybody loves the twelfth doctor and uh, yada yada yada. So yeah, man, good good. I'm you know what? I'm interested in this. I want to break it now. Yeah, I didn't man. know it was coming out. So yeah, man, four autos. So you're gonna get something. I didn't know it was coming out this week, anyways. Indeed. Um. So that's uh, all right. Let me check out new pricing, because I know that we had a couple of products. Uh, Heritage. No, I'm sorry. Archives. Okay, archives, good deal. Archives is uh is all done up for you. And what else? 
Panini Threads. Panini Threads. Uh, I broke that. Yeah? I had a little fun with it. It's, it was a little different from, from what I remember, but I had fun with it. They got those, those nice uh, cutout kind of shaped jersey cards or whatever, yeah, the, the autos and whatnot, with the kind of textured feel to right. them. Right. That's been a staple in Threads for a while. I, I did like that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm looking at the, the notification here for Panini Threads, and there's a question about grading at the National. Okay. On there. And they wanted to know the, the, the prices for grading at the National. So I had to reach out and find that information from our guys over at uh, BGS. Sent that out to the public for them to see, and they weren't, they didn't understand it. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Uh, basically, the, I, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't get anything graded. Uh, I guess the cards are going to be a little more expensive to get graded there. But they, they didn't understand. They wanted to know why. And I mean, the, the basic answer and this is just me, is supply and demand, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know much about how the turnaround times are. If you're actually getting them back at the show, there's probably a premium for that. Yeah. Um, you know, but we can definitely, you know, try to get a little more info from for that, find out a little more behind why it sure. is that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, they take the, the whole team up there, and they're going to yeah. slab that stuff up for you right then and there. So it's uh, pretty much five crazy days of yeah. just uh, banging out some cards. There you go. Banging out cards at the National. We'll be there breaking on uh, on the, the breaker stage with, with Top yep. Shelf Breaks. Yep. We have been invited to uh, do a live video cast with uh, GoGTS Live. Woo-hoo. So, uh, Rob and Ivan, we humbly accept your request. That's awesome. We will be there with you guys. Uh, again, I hope the stage has stilts. I hope that yeah reinforcements like yeah. don't don't roll out the red carpet yeah just ball it up and put it under, under to there, like yeah. try to support us some yeah. padding or something yeah, like something. that so we'll be there doing that what else is happening um, we have some cards that I know that are going to be made so if you want a card of Paul and I I don't know why you would but if you want one now did they have to make like the the oversized cards wide to fit frame. us on there yeah, yeah, like, are they five by sevens <laughs> or were they able to get us on a, on a, on using, a standard they're size? using an old wide vision card you know wide <laughs> vision. that's awesome that's uh, there's just a big forklift in the back yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to hold us up to get us in frame yeah there's different variants there's the forklift variant yep. there's the one next to the beluga whale you know there's all kinds of variants <laughs> that's the third fat pack no it's a beluga whale that's a beluga whale <laughs> His name's Fred. <laughs> Fred, the, Fred the whale, the new mascot. <laughs> that and a cucumber riding a Harley. Uh, all yeah. that's happening. All that's happening uh, as we get you ready for the the show here. I think that we have three more shows that we can do before we got to ship our stuff. So we're gonna load as much as we can in there. Next week is gonna be a great show with uh, Marty Appel. From uh, he, he's a he's a great PR guy. He's an author. He was former PR guy for the New York Yankees during the late 60s and through the 70s. He's coming on. Uh, we have uh, Signatures for Soldiers going to be with us uh, as we get prepped. We we had something that kind of walked in our door the other day that we weren't aware of, but they asked us to be a part of it, and we're going to make that happen. Oh, we're had to, man. Yeah, S- right? Such a good thing. So uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman locally here that, uh, young guy, 39, 39 years old, and he has been diagnosed with a brain tumor and he's a he's a community mainstay here in the prosper area and they're gonna there's gonna be a big charity event to raise money to help with his uh with his his uh, medical costs but it's not just for him it's for everybody this is now a, a charity charity organization a charitable organization and the things that are going to be happening at this event that are 
they're pretty cool. Uh, ben and Skin are going to be out there from uh, 105.3 The Fan. Hopefully, we'll have one of those guys on here shortly. That would be awesome. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that you can bid on on the auction. It's a silent auction, but everything goes, all the proceeds for this go to helping with the medical needs of not only this gentleman's uh, medical care, but other people who have been stricken with this. So, uh, really cool things like Cole Beasley has uh, donated like an hour and a half or so of his time to help help you help your wide receivers on your football team. Yeah, he's supposed to go talk to like a flag football team yep. or, or something like that, go hang out with the kids. And uh, uh, How cool is that? That's I mean, really cool. You know, to be go, I mean, we're going to practice today. All right, son, be good. All right, and you look <laughs> up. Hey, look, we're getting Cole Beasley Actually, out, kids so. probably wouldn't have to look that far up to That's him. That's true. He's, he's a little <laughs> short guy. But, but uh, Derek Holland is uh, – I know you probably don't know – a lot of you guys out there don't know who Derek Holland is, but he's, he's a big guy here in the, in the DFW area. He's uh, offered some time to – Help, help your your pitching, uh, for your little league team. Yes. Um, a hitting a hitting lesson with uh, oh gosh, I, I, that guy's gonna s- slip my mind. I'll get I'll get back to it. Anyways, there's lots of cool stuff to lots go cool out stuff, there. Yeah, and they even talked about tea time with Romo. That's yeah, tea something time. that they might be able to uh, to swing. Oh, so a a horse game with dirt. Yes. I don't know that I know they're still working on that. Mark Cuban is a part of this as well. So yeah, the possibility of that happening. Is we, I, I think would be greater with him on board, but could you imagine playing a game of horse with with Dirk, the great you know the greatest? You'd only get five shots though. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You'd have to go first. You get six shots yeah. if you go first, because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to make all five of his shots. That's right. That's right. The Dirk step back. I, that's what I just want to. I want. I don't even need an hour. I need 15 minutes of Dirk's time for him to teach me the step back. There you go. I mean, I know that I'm only five eight, but hey, hey. I could. Whatever you do it right. You're not, yeah, you're not trying to jump from the foul line to exactly. slam the ball. It's exactly. Like, I heard uh, Jerry Stackwell. Jerry Stackhouse. You remember Jerry Stackhouse? I do. I, I do. Remember, he got a little uh, pissy l- recently, saying that Dirk stole the step back. Really? From from Stackhouse? Huh. I, I Paul, you're not old. You're you're older than me. You're you're forty. You're turning forty, right? Yes, I am. So thanks. Are, are, <laughs> hey, 40's a new forty's <laughs> a new twenty, right? So uh, I'm I'm thirty six. I re- so we're right in that age. We remember Stackhouse, right? I do. I remember him at, from his Carolina days. I mean, yeah. being a big Maryland fan, I hated him. Right. So, uh, then he played for the Wizards for a little bit, so I kind of liked him then. Okay. But, uh, Have yeah. you ever heard anybody no. call that the stack step? <laughs> no. That's always been called the Dirk step, yeah, right? That's, no, he's he's making things up in I, his head. He's probably just trying to get, get some fame, right? Maybe so. Yeah. yeah, he was a little jealous. A little jealous. Yeah, All right. Hashtag jelly. All that's happening, uh, but first got to take a break. Alright, so, sounds good. Uh, let's let's do that. We'll come back on the other side with an interview with BC Hepner. This dude's a character. You guys are gonna love him. Uh, check. Be right back for that. This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, excited this morning because we had um, we had a. a well, it's our it's our it's our favorite topic, sports arts, right? Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's all we talk about. I feel like sometimes, right? But it's awesome, man. We've yeah. met some great people. Exactly, and we're gonna add another uh, another name to that alumni list here on the Fat Packs, uh, sports artist guru um, Bob Hepner, also known as BC Hepner, joining us on the phone this morning. How are you, sir? What's going on, man? We're happy to have you. Uh, huge add to our list. So thank you for reaching out to us and. Uh, and being willing and available to come on the show. Sure, no problem. Awesome, man. Good stuff. So, 
Um, usually we talk, we just, you know, just start to talk to whoever we have on the show. We just kind of get into the background. So how did you get into this? Uh, do you collect cards? Uh, where did it all start for you as far as uh, doing what you do now? Well, I started out as a tattooist. And uh, when I got out of the Navy, I fought in Iraq, the first Iraq war, which was not successful, but I still was there. I still I still was there. So, But I, I just wanted to start out in the tattoo business because back home in Gary, Indiana, there's not many jobs. I mean, you know, when you get out of the military, uh, there was a guy named Roy Boyd, very famous tattooist. He's tattooed Ozzy Osbourne, Cher, the Almond Brothers. So I started meeting all these different celebrities and seeing it was pretty cool, you know, to be a tattoo guy. So I started out uh, tattooing in about 1979, but then I came back after the war in the 90s. So actually, I started out in the tattoo world first. Uh, I've been an artist since I was seven years old. I was drawing in the mall with my father uh, for ends meet, you know, to make a few extra bucks sure. uh, when I was about seven or eight. That's awesome, but man. I enjoy it, man. Yeah, you got to start out somewhere in the tattoo business. You're going to get your cherry pick, as they say, because that is a tough business to be in. You have one shot to make that tattoo look good. So that's where I get my my ability to you know to do my hyper realism and my art very fast. Awesome, awesome. Now before we move on to cards, let's talk about tattoos for just a bit longer. Do you do you have a favorite piece that you remember uh, inking somebody with, or or something that just wowed you like, or like wow, I can't believe I pulled that off? Yeah, actually I did. I, it was a, a full back piece on a guy. It was Charlie Manson. Uh, his face was the full back, so you could imagine. This was a big guy, big old black guy, and it was all the girls pulling his face out with fish hooks. Oh, gross. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They were pulling him out of the guy's back like he was pulling out of his flesh. And I was like, this is going to be insane. The things that people think of, uh, the things that people think of, you know. I just, he just came in the shop one day. Uh, I was in uh, Indianapolis uh, in Speedway where my shop was at. And he asked for it. I'm like, if that's what you want, pal, you know, 1200 bucks, we'll knock it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Do you remember how long that piece took? Like maybe five, six hours? Oh, no. You know, no. That took probably about a half a year because when oh, you okay. tattoo, you do your outline first. Yeah. Then, you know, you know how the tattoo world is. It's just you, you can't just buzz it out. So people think we get rich in the tattoo business. That, that's not how this works. That's uh, not how any of this works. I see. Trust me. I see. Okay, so let's make the transition from the tattoo world into cards. What was, uh, where, where, how did you make that, that step? It was an accidental. Uh, Linda Blair uh, from Exorcist, a good friend <laughs> of mine, she, and Danny Trejo. Everybody knows Danny Trejo. He's in every movie and every commercial. Right. So uh, I, I was at the Days of the Dead show in Indianapolis, and he was there, and Linda was there. As a fan, I, I retired as a tattooist, got carpal tunnel pretty bad. So I, I retired as a, a tattoo guy, went to that show. I seen my favorite actors, and I seen Linda Blair. I did a drawing of her, and long story short, I made the exorcist cry because uh, the drawing looked so realistic to her, but it wasn't her as a creature. It was her and her dog, and she has the biggest, biggest dog charity in the world. It's a large charity, and I didn't know that. And she just turned around and cried, and, and after that, uh, that was my first piece in the uh, commercial business. And then Danny Trejo wanted one, and then Gene Simmons wanted one, and then I did one for Sharon Osbourne. It just went down and just up, 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 up. It was crazy, man. 
So that's what started me. The exorcist basically started my career, man. <laughs> man, not too many people can say that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a, a crazy yeah, start no, to I mean, it. It's a one-off, one man. I mean, hey, how'd you get your career started? Oh, the exorcist came by, you know. We were having lunch, you know. <laughs> That's a great conversation yeah. piece, man. Good icebreaker. Yeah, pea soup, man. Coffee and pea soup. You know, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's insane. <laughs> All right, so so you, you hook up Linda Blair and uh, Danny Trejo and, and the rest of the people. So what's the first set your cards, your artwork can be found in? Tops. Uh, Tops called me. One of the best companies in the world. I love Tops. Uh, one of the reps, uh, Jeremy called me, uh, emailed me. I met a guy named Rich. Uh, he was at a show. Let me go back so I give him his props. And he was like, man, dude, I was doing cards live with R.L. Jones. Now, I don't know if you know R.L. Jones. He's done so much comic work that's pathetic. A lot of your fans know who R.L. Jones is. Sure. And he was sitting next to me, Black Black Panther and all that. Well, he would knock out a sketch, you know, and then I, and a, a client would come up to me and they would be like, hey, man, can you knock out a card? I'm like, sure. So this guy, long story short, seen me doing this. I was doing it live, and I was busting these cards out, you know, realistic, on a two-and-a-half by three-and-a-half card. He gave me the reps num uh, email, and he says, give him a holler, and then off you go, boom. Rogue One, man. I started out with Rogue One set, the first set, and I have done everything for Tops, and they gave me, like, five sets right off the bat. I'm like, dang, man, I'm not an octopus, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we'll, we'll roll it out, man. We'll roll it out, you know? So that was my first set. And I've done everything for Tops all the way up to today to The Last Jedi. Awesome. So are you a big Star Wars fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, who ain't? What are you? Anti-American, you know what I'm saying? Anti-American. What are you, from Russia? Come on, man. That's awesome. So do you have a uh, – do you remember – so let's, let's go back to Rogue One. How many sketches did you do for that? Was it – I mean, I don't know what you guys get – Labeled with but about 115. Yeah, they usually give you 115. So a set's 115 plus your APs, and then I, you know I felt like uh, I think the funniest thing is as a card artist when you when you retire and you think your career is over, and then you basically get start getting famous because of this. They give you a lot of fame because of that, which is crazy. Uh, I go by David Bowie, you know, fame. What's your name? It's just it's just a word. Right. It's for the fans. I mean, it's for the fans. But. Uh, it was pretty crazy. I was like the jerk, like the movie The Jerk, you know, because you'd see your, your cards on eBay for sale for like $200 a piece, and I'm like, I'm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you, ever opened, have you ever opened any packs or anything, bought any cards, and actually gotten one of yours out of a pack or anything like I that? I did. I did. I got it right here, and that was my C-3PO with uh, Princess Leia handling the information card, and that was the 40th anniversary. I bought a pack for my grandkids, and lo and behold, my C-3PO, I mean, my R2-D2 and uh, Princess Leia card was in it. I still have it. Wow. That's cool. And you got a cool one, too. Yeah, you got a real yeah. cool one. <laughs> so in that moment, in that moment, yeah. was your mind just blown? Like, like oh, my God, this is this is actually happened? It was the only thing. It was the only thing. Linda Blair. I started seeing Linda Blair, like, in clouds. Like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch out, man. That piece of was haunting me, brother. That's <laughs> That's awesome. That's so uh, funny. All right, so you did a bunch of Star Wars stuff for Tops. What are you What are you doing now, currently? Oh, uh, right now uh, I'm working on uh, a lot of cards for Leaf. Now Leaf is a company. I think they haven't been around very long, but man, tell you what, they're sending me a lot of stuff, and I'm doing uh, a little bit of Walking Dead. I'm doing you know 
some things. But, you know, they call me up and ask me different things. I'm just trying to get them uh, a lot more cards set out. They're a great company, great CEO. And right now, uh, I'm just on the road, man, because the Bowman sets. I mean, that's my claim to fame. Is when I got hired for the Bowman sets, that was the deal, man. Now, that's what brought you to us originally was the Bowman sets. You contacted, yeah. uh, you contacted us and wanted to do a charity auction. We're still working on the details for that. Uh, but uh, you, on your end, you were supposed to contact Tops and see who you could uh, do a piece of. Have you have you done that? Can we announce that yet, or do we? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll contact him. But a lot of card artists can tell you, you know, when you get up and you start contacting different things, it takes time. Yeah, it takes of course. time. So we're getting there. We're okay. getting there. I want you know, I'm doing shower. Hey, Chris, bye, man. We want you, brother. I just want to do a drawing over. You want you to sign it. It's for charity. Sure. That's my shout out. Nice, very nice. Okay, so let's talk about Leaf again. Uh, you're, I, I saw your announcement on Facebook. You're, you're getting them going. You had some, uh, some sets right off the bat that they wanted you to uh, jump into. Is there anything there particularly that you're excited about? All of it. You know, when you get a card set, it's like you know, uh, oh, it's just amazing because, like I said, you're doing it for the fans. If you're doing it for the fame, you're going to get the fame, but you know, it's going to wear thin. You know, this is a relationship. Um, being an artist and with with people, it's a relationship. It's a marriage. So when you do something right, you you know it's right. When you do something wrong, they tell you. So right now I'm working on some cards right now for uh, Leaf. I just finished up a lot of things going on uh, with the uh, the Jedi sets. You know that's coming out. Really can't say much about that. Walking Dead six and seven set. But right now I'm just busting out a lot of art. So for the shows and. Uh, with the Bowman set, I got very lucky to be on that because the Bowman set, uh, the cards were all out. I did 20 of the greatest players, but I think the best thing I did was to redo some of the classic players' cards. I mean, how can you dream to repaint, you know, Bob Teller's original card, Whitey Ford? You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. That's awesome. That blew my mind. That's awesome. Uh, so... You mentioned shows a couple of times. You, you traveling around, going to a lot of shows lately? I go everywhere, man. J&J All-Star Sports Shows. They're in uh, Fishers, Indiana. They're good friends of mine. I'll be out there, you know. This was new uh, to me as being the Bowman artist, you know. I mean, this is the 70th anniversary, and I got picked. So sure. I'll be out there a lot. You just got to get on my Facebook page. I mean, I'm touring all over the place right now. Uh, you can find me everywhere. Louisville, I mean, God, I'm everywhere at card shows. But mostly I stay here. I live in Indiana, and I stay out there. So J&J, uh, them guys right there uh, are my upcoming events. It's J&J uh, All-Star Sports uh, Card Shows awesome. in Fishers, Indiana. There's a lot of places like at the VFW and different places. So Awesome. Good Very deal, cool. man. Now, deal. you're signing at shows? Is, is, is that true? Yeah, well, I'm signing the shows and doing live art. So what I did was, as a refractor card, you got to buy them. I mean, you know, they, they give you a handful of them, but you got to buy them. And what I'm doing is the refractor cards, which is the copies of the originals. I'll sign a baseball uh, as the artist, and then I'll sign a card, you know, on the back, because I got the right to do that because I signed the originals on the back. Okay, but I, I do you. it free. Yeah, see what I'm saying? I, so I don't, with my contract, I don't want to get in. Any, any trouble with anybody, so I, I don't charge for that. I only charge for the uh, the signatures free on the card. The card is free. You're just paying for the acrylic holder that I have. It's like five bucks. Okay. Well, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, guys got his own car. I'm going to sign it for free because the show pays me to be there. See how it works? Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm following you right now. I just, I, I'm just checking out uh, the J and J All Star Sports Card Show. Look like uh, July 15th. You guys had a, you had a, um, a signing there. I'm looking yeah. at this uh, Captain America piece you've done, man. That's, that's awesome. Do you, do you like doing the Marvel, the Marvel characters? Oh yeah. See, I did the Marvel masterpiece sets for uh, Joe Jusco to honor his career. That was one of my second sets, and that was for Upper Deck. And then I got on the Firefly uh, game set. I did a few things there, but uh, I don't know if it was accepted. I, uh, I have no. Sometimes when you do stuff for these card companies, it's nothing against them, and I'm not going to get on a radio show and jam them, you know. Sure. But sometimes they they don't tell you uh, where your stuff is at. Oh, you know? okay. I mean, I'm, yeah, you don't know, man. I mean, you can walk up to Walmart. And, and uh, I have a friend of mine that has bought a T-shirt art, too, and he's like, hey, that's my shirt. And he didn't even know it. Oh. He didn't know his design was there. That's crazy. That is wild, man. That's crazy. Yeah, you go through, yeah, you go through different places. I mean, I was at a, I did some shirts for the horror and sci-fi business. I also set the world record, uh, the Guinness World Record thing. Uh, I, I, I kept it in Nashville, and it's at uh, my nickname, Tattoo Bob Guinness Sketch. You can see that it was a large Boris Karloff, and then I go out. There's a T-shirt of it at a show, and I said, "How did you get a T-shirt of my art?" I mean, so some people do steal your art. That's another bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that is bad, man. Man, <laughs> I think that would freak me out. You walk into a place and they've yeah. stolen your art and put it on a T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. If you didn't like me after that, you know, I'm six two two seventy from the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm Gary and Nina. <laughs> yeah, I walked into him like Tupac. I'm like, oh, let me tell you something, bro. You can't steal my art. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. I got thrown out of a show one time. I did a Hannibal Lecter print, and this guy was selling my stuff across from me. Oh, wow. That's a nerve. I them all up. I tore them up right in front of him. I said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Wow. Wow, that is... You know, I mean, and we both got thrown out of the show, because that's just, that's... I mean, maybe I should have handled it more professional, but, you know, uh, you know, come on, man. You don't be selling... And this is bad... Cops goes through this, people bootlegging cards. I mean, it's just crazy. It's unbelievable the art that's out there that's theft. And I've seen my art on plenty of people's tables over the years. Wow. Wow. That's just unfortunate. You that, know, that's that's kind of the way that almost some of the card market goes, you know, with the counterfeits and stuff. And, and we see it all the time here, you know, yeah. with a lot of cards coming in that are that, to get graded and whatnot that aren't. That aren't the originals. So. And a lot of people don't understand. They're made overseas. I mean, there's nothing against the uh, anybody, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, um, I'm not going to pull the uh, the Donald Trump and get a wall business, you know what I'm saying, because somebody's making fake cards. <laughs> That's crazy. So, let's... It is insane. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like it. People make. It sounds like it. So, uh, do you have a favorite subject that you like to draw? No. No? No. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm unbiased with art, man. I mean, I'll draw, you know, a cucumber riding a Harley. I don't care. <laughs> I think that needs to be our net fat, next fat pack card, the cucumber riding that'd, early. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be so great. Yeah, yeah. That's so I awesome. I mean, the cucumber would look like, you know, Gene Simmons, but still, you know what I'm saying, or Ozzy Osbourne, because I would go off of my little tantrum, but it would be a badass cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That'd be so the, great. With a pickle tattoo. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Pickle.com. Come on. BC Hebner. <laughs> So uh, before we before uh, we get you out of here, because we got to go uh, get back to to our end of things, tell our listeners where they can find you on social media so they can follow you and uh, give you give you a, a shout out. Sure, yeah, I do uh, take commissions, but I did get booked out. But you can go to bchepnersart.com. 
or Bob Hefner on Facebook. Uh, you can just put BC Hefner and put Marvel. Uh, you can put uh, Bowman. You can put any of the brands. Uh, and I'll come up in the nice little thing they call Google. Nice. <laughs> Good deal. Very nice. Okay, man. Uh, we get, we're up against this, so we got to get out of here. But I want to thank you for coming on and uh, spending some time with us this morning. Uh, you're, you're an awesome man. You're, you're a character, and I love it. It's, thanks so much for, for joining us. I, hey, you gotta have that Jim Morrison attitude, but I don't feel like I'm gonna die very soon. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome, man. All right, uh, you guys go check him out. Uh, check out J and J All Star Sports Card Shows. Uh, looks like their next show is coming up in August, uh, towards the end of August, and I'm sure BC will be there. Uh, go check him out. Tell him the Fat Pack sent you, and uh, get get something yeah. signed. I appreciate you guys. All right, thank you very much, thank sir. You. Have a great day. All right, see you. Brad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. Okay, guys, BC Hepner, if you need him, he character, just like I told you, character, very talented. Yeah, very talented. Had a lot of fun doing that. He was, uh, gosh, man, he, he's fun. It makes it better though if you go check out his website and uh, listen to the interview because you can see what he's talking about. You can see all those different um, different pieces he's done amazing amazing talent uh in the art world and uh again we're gonna have a charity auction for a piece or two that he's gonna do uh he's still working on that uh because he's what he's gonna do is he's gonna he's gonna sketch he's gonna sketch the card he's gonna sign it and then he's gonna have the player sign it as well so we're still getting that worked out perfect but we will keep you keep you updated with those details as they come in and, uh, and we get to meet him. And we get to meet him. He's going to be at the National. At the National. So very cool. So um, maybe if you come by the booth at the same time that he's there, then you can meet us and B.C. Hepner. Wow. Maybe B.C. Hepner will do a sketch card of us while you're waiting. There you go. <laughs> maybe so. There you go. <laughs> We're going to actually have a lot of people that we've had on the show be at the National. And I'm hoping hoping they all stop by and say hello because... I'm super pumped, man. We're going to meet some cool people, man. I think so. A lot of the guys that we've had from the, the shop segments that yeah. we were doing, they're no. all going to be there. Um yeah, it's just going to be fun. I think so. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, especially if that if that party in the Fat Packers rooms go down. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. <laughs> Have all you Fat Packers come visit us. <laughs> all you Fat Packers. Make sure you bring the Fat Packerettes because no, there's nothing worse than just a straight Fat Packer <laughs> party. You know, we don't want it, just the straight Fat Packers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a goodness. lot of sausage. That, that is that that is. I got I got nothing, man. You got nothing on I that. Got nothing. You need a segue route right now. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> other big things in the collecting world. Uh, Aaron Judge, what's going on, dude? I just I just saw a sale, and it's a legit sale, on eBay for a, a, a gold 2013 Bowen Chrome gold autograph out of fifty. Right. Ten ten BGS ten ten twenty k. I saw this on Facebook. Twenty k. Somebody was upset. Well, who who pays that kind of money for a card numbered out of fifty? I have two things to th- I think about that. We were talking about card numbering. You and I were mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I don't remember that conversation. We were coming back from lunch. Number to fifty is actually a really rare card. I think. I I tend to agree with you on some of that on on some level because. They're not all 50 out there. I mean, they are out there, but there's going to be wax that never gets open. You know, so right there, that's probably 10 or 20% of them. You know, a few guys are going to open it, and it's going to be their PC guy, and they're just going to throw it in a, 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 you know, a holder 
and never look at it again. So you're never going to have access to get that one. And that happens more often than, than not, you know? So realistically, I think maybe 20, maybe half, maybe, maybe half of them come across, you know, to be able to get it, to be able to purchase. And then for it to be a, a, a BGS 1010, that's going to take it down to another half of them, you know? So you're looking at, there's probably only 10 of them out there that could even qualify for that. Sure. You know, and there's a lot more than 10 Aaron Judge fans right now. A whole lot more. Especially if you're smart and you're watching the market, right? Absolutely, man. This stuff is like, I mean, when your base cards are selling for 20 bucks and then your base chromes are selling for 40, 50 bucks, I mean, it's just unheard of. That, that, we had a Father's Day giveaway here at Beckett and we gave away an Aaron Judge refractor. Yeah, it's like a $200 card now. Yeah, you were telling me that. I know that when we put it in the pile, it was like, you know, here's a here's a fifty dollar card, right? Right. Yeah, fifty dollar card. It's nice. It's it's cool. Whatever. Come come back a week and a half later from vacation, it's a two hundred dollar card. Right. Yeah. Somebody really got a good price. You know. It's it's very uh, very Steph Curry esque. Very much so. You're right. right. I mean, that's a good that's a good comparison in the card world. It's about how fast and how the multipliers on this stuff is just going through the roof. And uh, you know, I, I saw the uh, the one of the one of one is out there. The Superfractor, okay. the 2013 Superfractor is out there. Um, I've heard some some people, you know, buzzing about how much that's going to go for. And now after this recent sale, the one out of fifty going for twenty, you know, I, don't, I think that card's going to going to push six figures, man. I think I'm going to say it. I think that could be I, a six I, figure sale. I, th- I think so. I mean, you know, there's. I, I mean, Bryant sold. You know, Bryant sold twice now. I, I believe, and I don't know if they're quite confirmed, but anywhere from fifty five to eighty. That card sold for a couple times, so you know, not putting Judge ahead of Bryant, but right now, man, he's he's just the hottest thing since sliced bread, and, and he's a Yankee. And I think that, that helps. Yeah. I think know? that helps a lot. I mean, I, it clearly helps a lot. And he's six seven, just m- killing the ball. Sure. So that helps too. That's, that's it's that's slightly shorter than Randy Johnson. Slightly <laughs> shorter than Randy Johnson. I mean, seriously, what is that? Five inches shorter than Randy Johnson, yeah. but at the plate, six seven, you look like a monster. Yeah, he is a monster, man. Yeah, it's just just crazy, and uh, it's good, man. It's good for the hobby, man. There's a lot of hot people in baseball right now. This is a good year. Um, you mentioned Cody Bellinger. Yeah, uh, uh, we were going to talk about him a little bit, and you know he's on fire, setting records too, sure. just as just as much as judges, and uh, that's exciting. It's exciting to kind of see that maybe the torch is getting passed to a couple of these new young guys, you know, and, and, you know, I, I look forward to the all-star game, you know, having some of these guys and, and I really hope that these guys participate in the home run contest. You know, I really hope that they do and, and get in on that because I think it'll just, it'll be huge for baseball. I kid, I kid you not. Uh, I haven't watched the Dodgers play this, this year at all until two nights ago. Okay. At the plate, was Corey Seager. Okay? Beast. Playing the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the, I, I turned the game on. Eli and I are sitting in the room, uh, in our bedroom, just kind of watching some baseball. It's on for background noise, but I, I see that Seager's up. He hits a home run. Moonshot, right? Uh-huh. And he's he's really hot too, by the way, right now. He is. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he, a lot. There's so many hot guys. Like the Astros aren't even getting talked about, right. and they're like on fire. Yeah. All those guys are on fire, but they're not even getting talked about a exactly. whole lot because these guys are just just that good. Exactly. And then so so he's up, and then Bellinger comes up, and he cranks one out, and it's four nothing like immediately. <laughs> but <laughs> Bellinger that at the time I'm, I'm it's it's been a couple of days, so I don't know if, it, if this has changed, but. He had ten home runs in ten games. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's changed exactly. I was looking up his stats while you were talking, actually, and 
The stats are pretty doggone impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, you know, there's cards out there for him. Cracknell put up a piece, I think, yesterday about uh, he doesn't have a rookie card yet. But he's got plenty of stuff out there for you to go find. Yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, because he didn't fit the qualifications for a rookie card. So he'll either he'll have one soon though. I, I bet. Yeah, I, he'll probably have some in those midseason products. Yep. Uh, but definitely, man, that dude is really, really hot. Just over the think back in the last few years, the Cubs organization with Schwarber and Bryant. Yep. Russell, who you know, Russell's taking a little bit of a dip now, but uh, that's because he has some domestic issues that he needs to figure out. Um, now with the Dodgers, the Dodgers with Bellinger and Seager, yep. Yankees now with Judge and you know that. Unfortunately, Torres got hurt. Yeah, that was very unfortunate. But you know they still have some decent talent up there, and mm-hmm. and they're playing well. And yeah, looking up here, man. I mean, Bellinger's got twenty two homers already. Um, he's already got thirty four extra base hits. Jeez, you know, dude's just. Just on fire. He's got 22 homers already? He's got 22 homers already. Holy smokes. Yeah, he's just just, just manhandling the ball, And man. Judge has got, what, like 26? I'm looking it up now, yeah. But he's, yeah. But, you know, it's just amazing. It's amazing what this young talent's doing out there. And, um, like I said, it's just good for baseball, man, who's, uh, you know, just really needs something now. You know, Trout being hurt. Um, you know, it's nice to see some of these young guys step up and, uh, you know, try to take over that, that role of being the face of baseball. So. It, it, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 fun. That old guard is definitely, well, I I say old guard because you know we're we're both we're old, <laughs> we're both in our our upper thirties. But you know the guys that we remember, you know, are are no longer there. Are either on the downside of their careers, you know. Right. So, um, these new guys are fun to watch. They're real fun to watch, and they're really making an impact on the hobby. So that's uh, that's something for you guys to be. be Keeping an eye on, not that you're not already, because I'm sure you are. You're all smart collectors. You're all picking up your uh, your twenty dollar Aaron Judge rookie cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Aaron Judge batting three thirty one. All right, he's got twenty four homers, fifty four RBIs, forty four walks. Like they're already they're already starting not to pitch to him, and he's still hitting home runs. So, um, just amazing, just just amazing. He he's, he reminds me of what Barry Bonds was doing when he was on his home run tear. Right. Like, you can't put the ball in the zone. Otherwise, it's going to get knocked out of the Right. It is. You're absolutely right. And it looks like here, you know, the Yankees are on top of the East. Sure. So, and that's, you know, judge-led right there. So, um, very, very cool. Loving that. Loving the excitement there um, that's going on with that. Uh, Speaking of Trout, uh, he is hurt, which is very unfortunate for the hobby. But he's got a card. That's out. It's on eBay right now, right? Yeah, it sure is. It's up on eBay right now. Let me look at it and see where it stands at the moment. I had it pulled up here. Just give me get back to that page. So, you know, to, to take it back, his rookie card, his, his top's rookie card from the update set, they did a one-of-one one diamond version of it because there was a diamond collection, and they actually put a little uh, piece of diamond in the card. Sure. And that card, um, you know, to be honest with you, until about a year or so ago, I didn't even know that existed, to be honest right, with you. Right, right. Um, but that card is up on uh, for auction now. And um, two days left. It's at thirty thousand. Thirty grand. Where so where the tops logo would typically go? It's not the tops logo, but the the, the team logo. The team logo, right? It has a very nice encrusted diamond in in there. It does say angels on it. That is. It's a busy card, man, because yeah. of the diamond design, and then you got the, the shine down there or whatever. Uh, is it graded? It is an eight and a half. An eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it got what the edges were a little tough on yeah, that surface. The, maybe let's see here the grades are here. Uh, centering's nine five, edges eight five, corners eight five, and surface nine. Yeah, that's a, just a tough card with that, that yeah. extra hump in it. You know, right. it's not doesn't sit flat, whatnot. So that would be hinder the grade a little bit. But really, you don't even need a grade on that card. I want to, uh, I want to give the guy. I don't even know who this is. Who's 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 whose website is, or whose eBay is this? Uh, old Thomas WC. Old Thomas. Oh, I'm sorry. Odd Thomas WC. Okay. Uh, shout out. You're my favorite person right now in the collecting world because of this line in the description. All right. What do you say? What do you say? It's only two lines in. Okay. And I'm loving it. Uh, 2011 Tops Update Series US 175 Mike Trout. This is the Holy Grail. Grail. Nothing comes close that is not $500,000. Nice. <laughs> nice. Odd Thomas. You are my person. I like you a lot. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. But it, the only thing that make it better would be it would be an auto on it. But right. uh, you know, I, it's nice when they you know they've been doing these diamond cards, you know, in in different products, and and they're cool. Yeah, they're very cool. This one was there wasn't Topps Diamond like a redemption thing. You had to like earn points or something like. I was that a different program that I remember? I don't remember. I wasn't I wasn't busting that stuff back then. Gosh, I just I just. Like I said, I really just learned about this card about a year ago or so. But uh, what a fantastic card! Yeah, and I like the fact you just put it on auction. Just said, "Here we go. Yep. We're go. gonna let it roll. We're not gonna put it out some ridiculous price and and hope somebody, um, you know, comes close to that." Exactly. So, um, I like it. Uh, go bid on it. Go check it out. If nothing else, check it out. I'm sure he's got some other stuff on there. But uh, yeah, man, good stuff. Since we're talking about baseball, we got to talk about the uh, 2017 Bowman. Mega box, uh, mega box. Now we've heard some rumors that there, this is this is a product that m may have been recalled. Yes, because uh, one uh, Shoei Atani is in this product, and he evidently wasn't supposed to be. That's what, that's what some of the reports are, and that card itself. I mean, it's a base card, nice looking card, um, but the sale. You know, right now eBay sells over two hundred dollars on that card, two two fifty. Uh, the Mega Boxes, um, basically it's five Bowman packs, two of the Bowman Chrome Special Pulsar Refractor packs. Um, you get them at your, your retail outlets. They were fourteen ninety nine, I think. And right now they're selling for about five or six times that on the secondary market. Um, and it's just uh, just amazing. So um, very cool. Definitely check that card out. Um, if you were lucky enough to get one of those early on, it's a WBC card. Um, just a cool-looking card. And uh, you know, apparently he's the next Babe Ruth. So... At least that's what you know the people in Japan think. So we'll well, uh, we'll see. He really is. He he's he's just. Um, well, I can't use that word here. So he he's really good. I want to first before I say what, what I wanted to get to is this listing here: 2017 Bowman Chrome Mega Box Refractors Orange Green Purple. This dude got 19.50 on this, and I think the genius of it was. The the disclaimer no showy Atani. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he used the Atani name just to get just to get the I think people that's to look what it at was. it. Yep. But man, yeah, these are consistently over two hundred dollars. I'm there's one for three twenty five. Um, this reminds me, and rightfully so, in the comparison, it's easy to make. But when you know Ichiro first came over to the states mm. and had his first, you know, in two thousand one products. I mean, this this is very reminiscent of this. Uh, this guy is the next 
he's the Japanese Babe Ruth. Right. Uh, he he pitches and he hits and he he's working. He's talking to teams right now. Oddly enough, the Rangers are right there in the the midst of of the possible signing. And uh, oh god, what's his name? You Darvish is is helping that. Oh, okay, that makes know. sense. But they're they're trying. He wants to be able to do both in Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. He wants to pitch and hit. So uh, they're trying to work a way where he could, you know, pitch one day, uh, DH. And yep. then maybe play the field another day. Okay. So it, it, it's being worked on. And the fact that people are, that teams are even entertaining the possibility of that happening tells you how good this is. Yeah, he's got to be good. Yeah, he's got to be good. Uh, he, he's not Hideki Matsui. He's not uh, Hideo Nomo. He's <laughs> not, you know, any of the other guys who came over from Japan and just didn't really watch. Well, I guess Matsui had a, a nice career. But he's not those guys. He's, he's real legit. So, uh, he might be coming to a, a a ballpark near you very soon. Very excited about that. Especially if you have a pitcher named you Darvish on your team. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not a Rangers <laughs> fan, but I'll definitely go check out this guy. I, I think down to fun. Arlington and check it out. So. I think it'd be fun to go check him out at least one or two times. When I when I worked for the Mariners, I remember you Darvish's first game in Seattle, and it was a pitcher's duel. Was it between Felix and Darvish? Ah. His first game in Seattle, pitcher's duel. It was a it was like. I don't know how you are about baseball. I'd rather go watch a, I'd rather go watch a two nothing pitchers duel or you know one nothing pitchers duel than, you know, the long ball's fun. But when when a pitcher's on and really on, that's fun. That's okay. fun for that, me. That's not fun for me. But it's not fun for you. Not fun for me. No. Um, geez, it was really good. Um, all right. So that's all happening, I guys. I hope you're paying attention to the baseball market, which I, you guys are smart, so I know you are. Uh, we're probably not telling you anything. You need. You're probably just tuning us out right now. Like I know all this. I don't need. Could to be. I don't need to hear all that, but uh, that's that. All right, uh, so we got to come back, quick, take a quick break, come back with one more segment, do a little Beckett whatever. We got to talk about the NBA draft Woo-woo. and uh, Floyd Mayweather getting some autos and that whole debacle. Of get them now, right? Yeah, go 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 get them now. They're not even on the market yet, but they they will be soon. Uh, Going to come out in Allen and Ginter, so I'm sure Justin will be buying all that. Yes, all, that. all of it. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mr. Brandon Cooks out of 99. Brandon Cooks. You're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And uh, we're going to get into a little uh, Beckett whatevs. Talk about the NBA draft. We have a story from the Animal Kingdom for you that we can't let go. And then... Uh, some people can't. Yeah, some people can't. Some people have a problem with it, you know. But it's okay. I think there's help that they can get for that. and uh, Probably. Probably. Probably a good amount of help that they can get for that, actually. Uh, David Duchovny, you know, he, he found help for it. And oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> As I'm making Paul blush. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the NBA draft first. That is, we are on the morning of the NBA draft. Paul, the Wizards are not in the lottery, so do you, do you even care? Yeah, it's tough, man. That's the, that's the bad thing about the NBA draft is it's almost like if you're not in the lottery – the rest of it's kind of eh, you know. It's not as not as exciting, you know. Um, but there's a lot of like talk about trades and people moving and, sure. and draft picks and this and that. So that's it's kind of making it a little bit on the exciting side, um, you know. Obviously, um, the whole ball situation is, is kind of crazy, um, you know, with him and is just you know obviously he's probably end up at the Lakers. 
Um, but uh, but now they well, they got liberty of D'Angelo Russell yesterday, right? They dealt him somewhere. They, they, and they dealt Mozgov and Russell to the Nets for Brooke Lopez. Okay. So that tells you um, nothing, really. It just tells you that Magic is still kind of crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is just kind of nuts. So, um, you know, I don't even know. I don't know much about that guy that's projected one. Do you, Markel Fultz? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. He he went. Oh, he's a, as a dub guy. Yeah, he's a huge dub guy. He is the first player since nineteen, like I think it was seventy two, nineteen seventy two, that is projected to go over number one, go number one overall, that was on a team as bad as it was in college. <laughs> as bad as it was in college. Yeah, that's funny. They they only they were nine and twenty two this season. They were horrible. Wow. Um, he, but he was the best player on that team. The thing with Markel Fultz is he was supposed to be playing with uh, Chris, Marquise Chris, this right. past season, right? But Chris, no one saw it. No one saw it coming, but Chris came out in the draft the season prior, and you know he ended up in Phoenix. So it really just became the Markel Fultz show. Gotcha. Uh, really good player, solid, solid player. He's probably the most NBA-ready. If you listen to the pundits out there, they'll tell you the same. He's probably the most NBA ready, but again, it's it's Markel Fultz, and then there's a second tier that has like probably Lavar Ball, and yeah, Lonzo Ball, Lon- Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, Ball. Lavar, Lamar. yeah, one of the ball you, guys. You get them all mixed up, yeah. <laughs> um, Lonzo Ball, and there's probably one other guy there, and that probably yeah. I mean, it kind of like a kind of a wash. You got Josh Jackson, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, right? Uh, Duran or yeah, Dur- Duran. Darren, Darren, Darren Fox, Fox yeah. Darren Fox, um, who just owned, he shut down LeVar Ball, I'm, I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. In the, in, the, in the tournament. On a Friday night in front of the world, he made Lonzo Ball look stupid. Look silly. He did make that. I do remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's some guys that, yeah, a lot of these guys I don't know. Um, you know, they're from they're some overseas guys and some, a lot of different freshmen and stuff that came out, you know. Frank uh, Nielakina is probably the, the guy from overseas you're referring to. He is... He's a point guard that actually the Dallas Mavericks are kind of looking at right now. He's a six foot five. Really, not he's not a great scorer. He's not NBA ready at all. I, like he's gonna he's gonna play if he gets let's say he gets drafted by the Mavericks. He'll play more games for the Legends next year than he will, you know, the Mavericks. Gotcha. Uh, but he's a good passer. He sees the floor pretty well. Uh, oddly enough, the the best passer in the in the uh, draft is Ball. He's a really good. He sees the floor well. Obviously, you know, I'm not telling you nothing there, but he's a good, you know, forward passer. A good, uh, he he makes plays a lot with his with his hands, and that's something that the NBA likes. But um, you know, the question there with Ball is, is that shot is that going to work in the NBA? Because it's so weird. It is, it is a little yeah, not your uh, not fundamentally sound. I guess yeah. no one's going to teach anybody how to do that or, or shoot that way. Um, yeah, I just you know for that kid's sake though, I hope he comes out and I hope he plays well because with yeah. all the media and all the hype and all the expectations that have been put on him, sure. And then going to L.A., you know, right. which just that alone is enough to uh, with the expectations and the hype. Um, I feel for the kid. I really hope he does well. I I, I think you will. I think. Um, if you listen to Steve Alford, uh, Alford, his coach at UCLA, you know he, he he said that Lonzo wasn't a problem at all. He said that, you know, it was just it it was Lonzo. I'm sorry, it was not Lonzo. Lavar. Lavar. Yeah. Oh, I'm keep getting them mixed up. He said Lavar wasn't a problem at all. Lonzo was a good kid. 
uh, the, and if you listen to his teammates, you'll, you'll hear them say, Lonzo got it. Like, he got the jokes. He, he knew who his dad was, right? Right. He knew the hype machine, and he, he got it, and he understood it. So he would make fun of himself in practice, you know, and, 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 and be that guy. So oh, that, that's, that's cool. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, Josh Jackson's a name that, that keeps popping up on draft boards, too. Um, Dude from Kansas. Yeah, not the guy, uh, not the guy in uh, Dawson's Creek, but the other, the other. Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh Jackson. Oh my! Uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Scott Jr. He's he's climbing up boards. You know, they actually in this one. I'm looking at a mock draft here. It looks like they actually. Um, who'd you say it was Dennis Smith? Yeah, yeah, Dennis Smith is it Smith. Yeah, yeah Dennis, Dennis Smith, Smith Jr. Yeah, it looks like they haven't projected to go to the Mavericks actually right yeah. now. So um, right now, that's that's who the Mavericks really want. I know that this is really getting DFW focused here, but uh, that's who the Mavericks want. I think that's who they want, anyways. But there, lo- there's the trade talk this morning, and I've heard rumors that it's dead. But the Mavericks are looking to trade Wes Matthews and the number nine pick to Minnesota for okay. Ricky Rubio and the number seven pick. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, uh, but it's. And I, I guess it could work. But if you look at the if you look at the projected lineup, the starting five for for the Mavericks, then you have Ricky Rubio as your point guard. Okay. Uh, Seth Curry as your shooting guard. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Harrison Barnes as your three. Dirk as your four. And then Norland's Noel as your five. Uh, that is a horribly defensive team. It's <laughs> <laughs> you, so true. You, you have Norland's Noel who can, who is, his, he, I think he projects really good. Uh, obviously, you have the injury concerns there. but So he's there. He's in the middle. That's good. Then you have Harrison Barnes, who is a lockdown defender. And then you have three barstools out there just (laughs) 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 spreading the floor. So, I mean, I know that's a lot of Mavericks talk for you guys. I'm sorry, but that's just, you know, who who I'm kind of tuned into right now at the moment because we're here. That that doesn't project well for the Mavericks. Maybe that trade doesn't happen. But uh, I know that they are looking to move. And then you have freaking the Zen Master making – I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's true, but he didn't help anything to do to help to like squall it down saying that they are looking to trade. You know, they're not looking to trade, but they're taking offers and, and calls about Christoph Porzingis. How do you do that? Yeah. That's like, you took that guy for a reason, right? You know, you can build a franchise around that guy. And now there again, it, it's been stated that in some outlets that it was actually Christoph Porzingis who, who was trying to force Jackson out, who planted the story that they were taking trade offers for. Oh, okay. All right. So if that's true, okay. I mean, it's it's a savage move by a 22-year-old kid. Right, right. But then you have Phil Jackson, who does nothing to, to like, say, I mean, if you're the Knicks, don't you just say, oh, no, that's not true. We're not, we're not. Right now, we, we stand behind our guy. Yeah. We want him to be here. Exactly. He's a Nick. Blah blah blah. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, Phil Jackson didn't thing. do that. He just said, "Yeah, we're taking we're taking offers. We're listening to calls. You know, yeah. we we don't want we don't necessarily want to trade him, but we got to do what's right for the club." Right. Uh, There's tried, some disconnect there. He tried to out Zen the Zen master, if that's true, and <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I don't know that you can actually do that because, um, geez, Phil Jackson's the uh, the king of that. I think Phil Jackson, though, honestly, is. Uh, I think the game's passed him by. I think it really has at this point. And he just, no one runs the triangle. <laughs> right, right. You know, and right. he, I mean, he's. Everybody ha- uses square now. Yeah, square. Yeah, square. Uh, 
you know, he, he's all but ran Carmelo Anthony out of town. Yeah. And, you know, this thing with Kristaps is not helping your situation. Uh, oddly enough, they are also looking at Frank, Frank Niliakina, uh, Niliakina. So uh, who knows? Who knows with that team? Who knows? And you know who I feel bad for in this whole situation and the trades and everything? Is Dwight Howard. Okay. He got traded to the Hornets yesterday. Okay. For a journeyman guard who's on the wrong side of 30. All right. And the lesser of the Plumley boys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Have the mighty have fallen. Yes. The lesser of the Plumley boys. <laughs> so wow. he, he got traded for uh, Marco Bellinelli. Okay. Who is a journeyman guard. Right. Who's 31, I think. Wrong side of 30. And then uh, whatever Plumleys there, not Mason or whatever, which, whichever one it was. Yeah, in I Charlotte. forget their name. Yeah. In a second round draft pick. Wow. So they got he got traded for all. So basically, what's what's wrong with the pitcher is Howard is an eight time All Star. Yeah. You know, a all defensive player, just a one time beast. And this is his last shot. This is it. This is, yeah. This is it. You know, it, it's not if it doesn't happen, it it doesn't happen, and I think I feel like Charlotte is savvy enough to where if they don't see it happening, they can just cut him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of him. And I mean, three years ago, this guy was on top of the world, right? Oh, Boy, for he, sure. And he had leaving the Lakers. He had every team in, in the NBA beat down his door, and now it's just it's gone. Right. It's almost like he's. Trying to beat down their doors to yeah. keep a job. Yeah, that's right. So that's totally right. Um, that's sad. I, it, it is sad. I I wanted. Uh, I we were talking off air about this, but I was watching uh, a documentary the other night about the NBA draft, the 1984 NBA draft. Okay. On, on okay. the eve here of, of this draft, and I mentioned a name to you that neither you and I had ever heard of, but uh, we need to do our our research a little bit more. Uh, Oscar Schmidt. Oh yeah, the Schmidt. Uh, he, he, he was the Schmidt. He, he is the leading all-time scorer in basketball history. Which he, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never heard of the guy. Nope. He scored more points than, you know, than Kareem, like 10,000 more points than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has. That's amazing. That's, and I've never heard of him. It's nuts. How old is he? He's still playing, right? No, <laughs> he played until he was 45. Played until he was 45. He okay. played until he was 45. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2014. Okay. He was part of the uh, 1984 draft. He got drafted, I want to say, by the Sixers. And he they offered him a no-cut contract, and he didn't take it because he, he, he thought that playing for his country, the country of Brazil, was more important than playing for a team, an NBA team. So Respect. He, I can respect yeah, that. Respect. But dude was really good. Like he was, he was so good that they brought Kobe Bryant in to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Usually they bring people in to talk about Kobe Bryant, right? But uh, that's 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 amazing. So in this documentary, what they did was they, they profiled some of the high, you know, some of the big names. Obviously, you're looking at the huge names of Olajuwon and Jordan and and uh, John Stockton and Charles Barkley, right? Uh-huh. And then they obviously. Um, Sam Bowie had his his time on there. They showed when Sam Bowie broke his leg. Oh God, Oof. that was tough to watch. They you know they they showed that, um, and then they 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 profiled Oscar Oscar Schmidt, and I was like, wow, I've never heard of this dude, but he was really really good. He played till he was forty five. 
leading all-time scorer in basketball, and he's still active. He, like, he, he, he plays soccer now. Cause oh, that makes sense. That's what wants, you do. He wants to stay. So, wait, so he played till he was 45? Yeah. So maybe that is who Brady's looking up to maybe. and trying to aspire to be since he wants to play till he's 45. Is it, isn't Brady's wife Brazilian? Is it? She might be. I, I don't I don't know, know 100%. I don't know. It yeah, I think wasn't the Olympics in Brazil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and she was the the yeah she's yeah definitely so, I, Brazilian. so she's definitely yeah. Brazilian. So, yeah. yeah, you have a point there. That might maybe be that good. that's his idol, Oscar Oscar Schmidt. Schmidt, uh, famous. Oh, this is the last point I want to make about it. But they profiled uh, the Pan American Games in uh, oh, who was on that team? The 88, 87, 88 Pan American Games. Okay. Uh, David Robinson was on that team. Like, it was just loaded. With oh, star studded people. I'm sure. And Oscar, so USA, it was they had at that point they had only lost two games in the, in Pan American history. Okay, and the last time they had lost was in 1972. Okay, wow, it had been a long time. Lots right? of long, yeah. So, uh, so the USA comes out as as we do, and we're just we're kicking the crap out of them, right? Right, just rolling through people. Oscar Oscar Schmidt scores 45 points. Wow, he scored 10 points in the first half. Okay. <laughs> the rest of it he scored the in the second, second half. Wow. And they beat the Americans. Wow. And it was a absolute pandemonium moment. So this dude, uh, much respect to him. I gotta I gotta look him up and find out some more information about yeah, him. Yeah, man. Dude dude can ball. Ball out for real. Ball out. Speaking of balling, Floyd Money Mayweather has some autographs coming out in uh this year's Allen and Ginter product. Right around the time, I think, that the fight's going to happen. Shocker. <laughs> man, who's running that marketing team? That's that's pretty smart, man. Shout out to Tops for doing it right there. Uh, man, f- first Floyd autographs. I, The boxing market is, is one that I've dabbled in in the past because I like the old boxing cards. And you know, I, it, it intrigues me because it's different. Mm-hmm. This is an autograph, I think, that, you know, probably probably high three figures. Yeah. I would I would think so. Um, I think some of it will depend on the outcome of the fight. I think so, I, but know? I think those initial ones will. Yeah. I mean, all right, let's talk about the fight because we didn't talk about it last week. But I mean, the fight. It's gonna be. It, it it's gonna be a circus, right? I mean, it's not it's not gonna be a fight. No, it'll you know probably not. So, <laughs> but this is just good product development on Top's part for getting this out around that time. And I mean, Floyd's gonna win. You I, think so? I, yeah, I, I love I love Connor. Right? Everybody loves Connor. He's he's the he's he's the brash you know guy from Dublin who just wants to go in there and knock you out. Uh, Floyd wins. I think Floyd wins either either hands down just beats him, or Connor does something crazy like kicks him in the head and gets disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is possible. I, and I I know that there's uh, there's provi- there's there's things in the con- the contract that would prevent that from happening where there's, there's penalties for it. Right, right, right. But there's nothing to say that Conor McGregor won't go out there and just kick him in the head anyways. Well, that's possible, I guess. You know. He's, I guess that's possible. I don't think Merriweather's going to win, though. You don't think Merriweather's going to win? No, I'm going to I'm gonna stay on the other side of this coin. I, I, I Honestly, I hope you're right. I hope that Conor beats him. Because I, I think it's just going to be, I think he's going to be so so polished and so, like, just, you know, kind of it's almost like the Americans fighting the British, you know? Like, he, the British came in so polished, so poised and whatever, and I think McGregor's just going to get that shot, you know? Mm-hmm. He's going to come in and, and see a hole and just take it and get him by surprise. I so hope you're right. I, I absolutely I think hope it, you're right. I think it could be a TKO, man. You really? I do. 
Really? I do. I, I really do. I think he I think he's just got enough unpredictability un, little unpredictableness to him that, that something like that could happen. I'm holding out for the kick to the head, but if, <laughs> kick to the head. That's what I'm holding out for. <laughs> However, if 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 he wins the the match straight up with a TKO or a knockout, I'll Perfectly take that as well. <laughs> take that as well. But I want to see I want to see Floyd Mayweather get kicked in the head. So how much money do you think is going to be made on this fight? Man? Oh my! And I'm God. not even talking about on the, on the on the the gambling side. I'm just talking about on the just the promotions and the and the TV deal or the the pay per view deals and and all that stuff, man. It's it's going to be ridiculous because everybody's going to want to watch that fight because it brings in obviously two groups of people together to for this event. Are you, you paying know? for it? That's what I want to know. Are, no, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't pay for it. I would, yeah. I would probably hit a, uh, a local establishment and probably try to go watch it. Maybe uh, I'm not on it. To be honest with you, I'm not really a, a boxing or wrestling fan, but this one's got me a little intrigued just because of, of, of who's the players are and who's, who's in this fight. So I'm hesitant to even to, to go there because everybody paid for that first Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Right. And it was horrible. It was it was absolutely horrible. I think it was a hundred dollar buy rate or something like that. Something and ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. People paid for it, and it was nuts, crappy. It was a fight that was probably five years too late. You know. Yeah, it, I, I agree. So, this is a situation where, you know, Floyd's smart, Connor's smart. They're going to do good things to sell this fight. You know, who whoever's promoting it for Floyd, because Floyd is his own promoter. But typically, with these bigger fights, he hires somebody else to promote the fight. So, you know, whoever they hired to, to get the fight out there to the world, which I'm sure is probably already in the works, I just don't know about it, they're going to do a good job. And the market, the marketing behind it is going to make you just, you know, the, the sports fan and you want to buy wanna it. Want to buy it, right. But I don't, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not even going to watch it, to be honest with you. I'm just going to you know, catch it on ESPN or somebody's going to watch it on Periscope and I'll see it. Right. Day. Stream it through there or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't watched a fight probably in 20 some years mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, but like I said, this one's kind of got me a little intrigued. So if I, if I, if I'm free that night, there's not a whole lot's going on. I might have to hit little B dubs and uh, see if I can find a seat and watch that. August 25th. Okay. I think it's the night. It's, okay. in, it's in late August. Okay. Um, what this does, though, what this fight particularly does, and I'm going I'm to talk boxing just for a minute, is there's another fight right after this in September that uh, Canelo and Triple G, they're fighting. Okay. And this this Mayweather-McGregor fight is stealing all the thunder from that fight because it's literally like two weeks before. Mm. It's like Christmas before Thanksgiving, right? You right. don't... <laughs> 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 it's not... I don't think it's a good thing for boxing. I, I just don't. I think it's going to be a show, and I think it's just going to be kind of a crapshoot. But uh, still holding out hope that McGregor just kicks him in the head. <laughs> that's how the fight ends. As long, I, as long as they balk away and they all have their ears intact. That's yeah, all. Long, there, there's two things I want. Everybody to have all their body parts intact and a Brandon Cooks out of 99 sign in the back. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere another Brandon Cooks 99. Out of Brandon sign. Cooks. Out of 99. Okay. Uh, speaking of breaking, let's say... Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's give away let's give away a prize. Uh, I had a I had a gift certificate on my desk Woo-woo. from uh, Chris Keller over at Top Shelf Breaks. It was a fifty dollar gift card. That's dope. Ran ran a little uh, ran a little uh, giveaway for it. Basically, all you had to do was just re- like it and retweet it. Right. Yep, that's easy. Real simple. I know some of you can't do that, <laughs> but that's what that's all you had to do. Uh, fifty dollars is going to go to hashtag. 
these colors fly high at Rifkin Fan. You are the winner of the gift card. Uh, please contact me, Eric, N-E-R-I-C-N, at Beckett.com, and we'll get that sent out to you uh, for you to get into a upcoming Top Shelf Breaks. Awesome. Break. That's awesome. You want to guess what the, the promo code is for it? Uh, fat pack something. I fat packs. Fat packs. Fat packs. Got it. Love it. Not fat packers. Not fat packers we or fat packerettes. Or pa- fat I think we need fat packerette shirts. Personally, we do. I like it. I we want. I want to make it happen. We do, man. I want to make. What if my happen. wife would wear a fat packerette shirt? Well, you bought her the fat pack shirt, right? I did. She has not worn it in public yet. Ah, my wife wore it out she, in public. She has not worn it in public. She uh, she's worn it around the house on cleaning days and things like that. Oh, but she's not not worn it out in public yet. Mm. So working on that. Speaking of things you don't wear out in public, um, got a little story from the animal world here. <laughs> As Paul blushes, it's just funny, man. Okay, it's just funny because it's funny because we had we had different stories to choose from, and of course, you chose the story. <laughs> well, you chose the horribly sad one, so <laughs> I had to go with this one. I didn't. I, well, I didn't. I didn't he looks sad in the picture. Yeah, he does. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell your story. Okay. Uh, Twitter went nuts over the sea creature that looks like a penis. Uh, there have been some terrifying... Let me give people the proper credit. Uh, this is from the HuffPost Weird News, uh, the 18th, so just a couple days ago, by Doa Madani. Madani? All right. Deep, deep sea. We, you know, crazy stuff is found in the deep sea, right? For sure. Crazy stuff. Okay. For sure. Uh, some terrifying things lurk in the deep ocean, but as Twitter made clear on Sunday, some pretty hilarious creatures slink down there too. <laughs> the International Business, Business Times tweeted the interesting photo to go along with an article on, on Australian sea creatures that definitely got some attention. As you can see, the sea creature in question is very phallic shaped. Uh, guys, I don't know how to explain this to you other than you have it, to go. You have to Google it for yourself. Yeah, it looks exactly like what you, like as it, it's very phallic shaped. Yeah, like very, like don't. Yeah, never mind. Uh, it's called a the art according to the article. This fine specimen is called a peanut worm, and it was found four thousand meters down in the Australian eastern abyss. It gets the name because when the creature feels threatened, it shrinks into a peanut shape. More specifically. These animals can contract their long head inwards with, when, the, when the threat is approaching. I know some guys that can do that, too. And reproduction. <laughs> well, they're both sexual beings and, oh, and asexual beings, meaning they don't need to, a partner to procreate. Okay. Okay? Obvious, obviously, the IBT Times was going for a specific reaction here, and boy, did they get it. Basically, Twitter went nuts over this. Absolutely nuts. Go check out the article on uh, HuffPost Weird News or Huffington Post Weird News and read the Twitter Twitter reactions. It's hilarious. Uh, very sophomoric. Very, I'm 14 and can't. Can't handle <laughs> it. Can't handle it, uh, literally. Because, uh, well, you're 14 and you don't know what you're doing. Oh, so, my goodness. Look. It's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, What's amazing to me about this story, it has nothing to do with actually what they found, but what's amazing to me is it, it's 2017, right? Right. And we, as a society, with all this technology and all these things and all these explorations, we're still finding new stuff, you know? Right, right, And right. that's just, to me, that's cool. You know, no matter what it was, like, they're still finding new creatures, new insects, new new whatevers. And, and that's that's kind of neat, man. 
you know, like it, like the book isn't finished. Sure, you know, they're, st- so they're still writing the book, and they're still they're still finding stuff to put in it. So uh, I think that's kind of cool. I, I, it is cool, man. Uh, not, to, not to get all deep on us here at the end of the show, but science is amazing, right? I mean, they. The, well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say so. the what science is finding is amazing. Is, exactly, uh, God is amazing because he he's the one who's created all this stuff. So, um, yeah, the, but there's there again with the talk about the ocean is a running theme here that we have is as a as a kid you just can't wait to get in the water right and as an adult you're like no no i ain't going in there (laughs) there's nothing in there for me (laughs) nothing in there for you nothing (laughs) all right uh before we get out of here i want your review on transformers dude sweet yeah just man there's so many things i want to say i don't want to spoil it for anybody no one's gonna Um, watch it but um whatever jerk um it was just a great flick, man. I sh- uh, showed up, got to go see it on Tuesday night. And uh, what I didn't know, the cool thing was I didn't know was since we went on Tuesday night, there wasn't too many, pe- wasn't too many places showing it. We actually got like a free T-shirt, free popcorn, a whole bunch of stuff free uh, for going on Tuesday night, which was awesome. There's so, no way that T-shirt fits you. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it, I get it for my wife. Mm. So, yeah, because I was like, what size do you have? And they were like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that ain't going to work. So <laughs> I was like, you got to add a few things to it, like a couple X's. But um, anyway, that was cool. There's a Movie, cotton shortage. <laughs> movie's fantastic. I saw it in 3D, you know, 4D, SD, with all that other jazz. And um, you have to see that movie that way. And uh, just fantastic. They did a great job with the storyline. Um, it's nice to see some of the same characters in there again. Um, you know, early on in the Transformers with having them switch cast and whatnot, it was nice to see a lot of the cast members back. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I, you know, a couple weeks from now, maybe I'll do a little review once more people have seen it. Um, I can tell a little bit about the what happens. But um, good flick. Um, just gets you thinking about a lot of stuff. And if you like Transformers, you'll definitely definitely enjoy seeing some of the characters that that pop in and pop out and uh the back history and some of the stories is cool and of course you know they always put the coolest cars and the coolest girls in there so that uh that works out awesome okay well that's uh paul's three three second review three second (laughs) review no just a lot of action man michael bay did it right um you know i mean i guess if you spend 250 million dollars on a movie you can do it right um but you know it'll gross over a billion and, and do its thing so sweet sweet okay um so go check it out because paul says so yeah and uh, make them some money yep because <laughs> he needs more i don't know about all that uh, but go yeah go check it all out man all right guys uh that's it this week thanks for joining us and until next week just keep listening cue the drake mm-hmm.